coming at you live. This is The Struggle. It's where two college friends get together, riff and rap about life, talk about all the important things and some of the not important things. A lot of the not A lot of the not things. important things. And we're here today to talk to you about love. Love. But the important question that we must all ask ourselves is... What is love, Tim? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. No more. more. But what is love, Tim? Love. Is it, what is love, Garrett? Tim, is love is love just uh, a series of chemicals flooding your brain? Is love just that feeling you get when you share a bowl of spaghetti with each other and you slurp it until you touch each other's noses and then one of you sneezes on the other and then they're grossed out and they're like, take me home, I don't want to do this anymore, no. <laughs> I'm guessing that's happened to you before. Nope, never happened. Okay, a lot of detail there, though. So I am just good at telling stories. What is love, Garrett? What is love, Tim? Are you asking me for real? What do I think love is? Is that what you're asking? What do you think love is? Well, being a happily married man, I think I have an inkling of an understanding of what love is. I think, don't give me that look, I think that love is just just this, this selfless thing coexistence between two people and i actually read an interesting thing that that i i haven't mentioned to you that someone has said that you know that there's three people in a relationship tim there's you there's your partner and then there's the relationship itself Ooh, Ooh, did you like that i did like that so it's like you know you both are your own person but then there's there's the relationship and who you are as as the couple that you aren't normally when you're separate. That's really, mm. isn't that, isn't that weird? poignant. That's provocative. But anyway, in a good way, tell me, tell me what you think love is, Tim. Well, this issue has been on my mind recently because I watched a movie the other day um, called people, places, things. It was Mm -hmm. actually, it was a fantastic, fantastic movie. I thought it was really, really funny. Um, But there was one part that, that kind of icked me. And the media's portrayal of love has, for a long time, icked me. And what I mean media is, I mean anything entertainment-wise that you are ingesting through your ear holes. Yeah. Or watching on a screen. Love, in this movie, it was it was kind of, the movie had a warped sense of love, or at least one of the characters did. Uh, the movie was about a man and... Uh, his wife and they had they had two kids and 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 the man caught his wife cheating on him uh they they talked about it and the husband was saying i I thought you loved me like what's what's the deal i thought we were happy and she said i do love you but i'm not happy with my life and i thought that was very it was contradicting itself yeah because and i think this reflects the um overall the, the the general consensus when it comes to love, because most people or a lot of people, when they think of love, they think of this emotional, it's just emotional high, basically. They think of, I'm on top of the world. I'm in love. Like, it's so amazing. It's this big emotional thing. And while that can be a part of love, that isn't love itself. That is only one small section of love because... 
you know, when you're in a relationship with someone, there's not always going to be that high. There is going to be there are going to be lows in the relationship. There's going to be times when you feel disconnected and maybe you're not necessarily happy, but you can work. You can work for that. And when you say you love someone, it doesn't mean I have feelings for you. It doesn't it doesn't just mean that. What it does mean is that your actions are going to show your actions are going to show your love. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. It's yeah. Love isn't this transient thing. Uh, It's not this emotional high that you can maintain realistically. Certainly that can be part of of the honeymoon stage in any relationship. There's always that there's always that high. But mm-hmm. it always it always ends. You can't maintain that. There's going to be things about your your partner that you're going to find you're going to find annoying, or things that about them that you don't necessarily like, or things that just kind of grate against your personality. And yeah. um, that's just going to be natural in any relationship. Mm-hmm. And the key here is not to find the the perfect person who's who's not going to make me feel who's not going to make me feel sad sometimes, or who's not going to mess up or make mistakes. The key is to make the relationship work. The key here is to make whatever relationship you're in work um, by means of giving, by means of loving that person. Love is an action. It's not just a feeling. And this movie was basically saying, or the character in the movie was basically saying, I'm not happy anymore. That was the defining word there. I'm not happy anymore. I still love you, but I'm not happy anymore. No, uh, because love shows itself in actions. That's how it manifests itself. It's not this transient thing. Um, so I, I have a thing to go for that. Sure. Um, so, so you say this person is just not happy with their life. What if that was just, I don't know, people have different ways of expressing their sorrow, things that might not make sense to us but what if that was like her cry for help saying that you know i don't i don't do this to hurt you i do this because i don't know what to do with my life my life is spiraling out of control and i feel like i'm taking you with me (laughs) well well it it was interesting because her saying I, i because what that means is that i'm doing this basically what that translates to me is i'm doing this for me, yeah. this is my thing. Yeah, you, you, it's totally I'm not, selfish. I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not defending what she's no, saying I'm, I'm by not, any I'm not, means. I'm not saying you. Are, I'm not saying I'm you. I'm just are. saying that that's that's a point of view. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, I, I see that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Um, I'm not happy. I'm not happy with the way things are going. I love you, but I'm not happy, and so I'm going to do things that are against love. The things that ruin. A relationship. No, yeah. that's yeah. It's, it was it was her being selfish. But anyway, I think media, movies, uh, music, yeah, they they give this they give this feeling as if you can always have this emotional high, and that's not possible. And and what it does is it causes people to even doubt the existence of love, mm-hmm. because by that right there is not, there is no love. If if that's our standard. That there there isn't any because the way it, it's portrayed is so misleading and so false. Um, well, yeah, I mean that's like the packaged, copyrighted, trademarked. Mm-hmm. You know, put a bow on it, ship it out for mm-hmm. distribution. Love. That's the kind of love that you know, you you might see in like the 1950s, <laughs> but th- but then you don't see how much Dad drinks when he yeah. comes home and has his highball. Well, it's just that. People, they try to, they they translate the movies into reality. They they, they try, and I, I understand what the movie is doing, but people 
people aren't understanding it, and they base their perception yeah. of love on that. Well, it's like if you take love and then you just like – what's the word I'm trying to look for? It's like you oversaturate it. It's like if you just, just turn up the saturation on you the in, color of love. You imbibe it. Yeah. You, you in, imbibe it. Imbibe it. Mm. <laughs> and so you just turn it into this fluorescent thing. Like if, if love is a color red, then what movies do is basically turn it into like this neon sign that's like, this is what love is. Take it. Eat it. Love it. <laughs> love me. <laughs> love me. Give me money. Love me already. Give me my money. Please love me already. <laughs> I'm begging you. Why, yeah. Why don't you love me, Garrett? Tell that's me, the real. That's the Tim, real freaking question. Don't I've been, that's okay, kid yourself. Okay, I, don't I, kid it yourself. It was a face right here. Now. Okay. I just I tried to play it off as a media thing. No. This is between you and me. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this right now? Because we're talking. We're having a conversation, and all I see here is hypocritical bullcrap. Tim, do you know right now what you're doing? I am I'm just so fed up right now with this. <laughs> trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to do a thing with you and I I don't even I don't even know if I want to if I want to do this with you anymore. I don't even know if I have the same feelings that I do when I first started. I I don't even I don't even know. I don't even want to look at you. I'm not oh, even looking at you right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Garrett just <laughs> personified what I was just saying. I don't even. I can't even look at you. Oh, oh. So this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah. You know what? I think it would be best if you if you just left. If you just go. Here's. I didn't. I didn't stutter, Tim. I didn't stutter, Tim. I think you should go. Huh? I think you should go. What? I think you should can't hear go. Headphones I think you should on. go. I. Your words are just. They're just turning into white Your noise. words are just toxic to me right now. English, motherfucker, <laughs> do you speak it? <laughs> Your words are just eaten through my soul like hydrochloric acid eats through bodies and breaking oh, bad. Oh, shit. He's about to drop some rhyme. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> I don't have anything for that. <laughs> now we just got to decide how much of that we're going to keep oh in the my original gosh. recording. That's, that was a lot. Oh, so much editing, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. good. I'm going to have fun with it's this. It's raw. <laughs> it's organic. <laughs> it's organic. It's gluten-free. It's paleo. I got my paleo diet on. Did you get a paleo diet? It's, it fits well with my paleo diet. Does it fit well with your paleo diet? And you see, not many people know this, but I'm from Australia. See, not many people know this, Tim, but I have descendants in Australia who have very large decks that we barbecue <laughs> on every summer. Big, huge oak deck. Wow. And I mean, we love it. I mean, it's it's a, just such a good time when you get all the kids on the deck. Is it made of wood? It's made of solid oak, Tim. Solid oak wood. Man, I, I, I'm just a little confused, all right? What are you confused um, about? Does anybody get a splinter on your deck? There's lots of splinters on the dick, Tim. <laughs> so many splinters. People just run across the dick all willy-nilly like nothing's ever going to happen to them. Then you got a splinter right through your toe. <laughs> oh, so much editing. So much editing. <laughs> so much editing.
much editing. Uh, I once. <clears throat> I Have once... you ever gotten a splinter from walking on a dick, Tim? <laughs> Actually, it's a funny story, but uh, uh, I invited my grandmother on my dick. <laughs> Did she like your dick? Was it a good dick? She, what, she, what, what was she your dick rolled, made out of, Tim? She rolled her wheelchair over my dick. <laughs> I must be one smooth dick, Tim. <laughs> There's a back door on the side of the <laughs> 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 Let's that again. <laughs> 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 oh, he killed me. I'm dead. <laughs> There's a back door on the side of my dick. <laughs> Let's get on with this. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, we're not going to have an accurate reading of how much we actually talked. <laughs> All right, it's four. We have an hour and... Oh, man, we have plenty. 20 time. minutes. Oh, we have plenty. No, we got to do the rest of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but as I was saying... Um, yeah... Read read me what you and Martha and Ben Short. Special thanks to Ben Short, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's so surprising because I actually prepared for this. Podcast. That's amazing. I know. That's like the best part. Ah, <laughs> I there's there's see st- you can there's do stuff so, that's written down in front of me. I, I, in the words of Tim, you heard it here, folks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this. This is a definition of love. This is an this is a comprehensive look. This is your cliff notes on love. So you better be taking notes for those of you at home. Drop some knowledge on me. All right, man. If you drop a beat. <laughs> love is desiring the greatest good for another person. In other words, putting someone else higher than yourself. Shit, man. It is an action, not a feeling. You choose to love, you don't fall in love. If you could fall in love, then that, that implies you could fall out of love. And at least you cannot fall in genuine love. She. Drop a beat. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. This one's from Ben. Special thanks. Love is a two-sided coin. One half is the mushy-gushy emotion, and the other half is a servant's heart. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maintain that beat. Maintain that beat. His face is getting beat red. <laughs> love is not give and take. The most successful relationships are give and give. Both parties giving. A more accurate definition would be give and receive. Love is selfless. It is respect for another human. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so ungangster. Uh, it's respect for another human. That was exhausting. There's more of it. Drop another beat. I'll try to get through this quickly. <laughs> Many couples in long-standing marriages say they're married to their best friend, and there is a good reason for that, because they married their best friend. You know, your job is not to find the perfect person because that person does not exist. Mr. Wright is always going to have his flaws. Mrs. Wright is always going to have her flaws. And there's so much confusion with what genuine love truly is that some people do not even believe that it exists. It's not that love doesn't exist. It is that people have a misconception of what it is. Yeah. 
Hopefully that works. Yeah. I hope that works. Yeah. I hope that works out. <laughs> that was so much. <laughs> All right. So, continuing. Continuing the show. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I think we missed the point of the note. So, just for posterity, in case none of that worked, read the note again normally okay. <laughs> so that we have it. Okay. So, here's the note. Take two. Um, love is desiring the greatest good for another person. In other words, putting someone else higher than yourself. It's an action, not a feeling. You choose to love. You don't fall in love. If you could fall in love, that implies that you can fall out of love. And at least you can't do that in genuine love. See, feeling that's what that's what feelings come into play. Mm-hmm. Feelings can come and go. You can't control feelings. You can control what you do. How you act upon those feelings. And it's a difference between running away or actually trying to work on the relationship. So are you saying you can control love? If we define love as an action, you can, because okay. that's going to be your behaviors. Okay. You can't control the emotion. You cannot control the emotions. That's so so for the people to get wrapped up in the emotions, I think everyone gets wrapped up in emotions. Oh, of course. Yeah. Because at that point, how do you discern what what the actionable love is versus the emotional, like, not... Like the fleeting love, I guess I should say. The honeymoon. The honeymoon phase. How do you how do you get past that? How do you reconcile that? You have to you have to take a step back. You have to analyze. You have to analyze your feelings. Number one, you have to analyze yourself. Um, what do you want out of life? Can you take um, a difference or a disagreement in the relationship? That's, these are big questions you need to ask when you're getting into a relationship. Um, can I accept this about a person? Well, everyone's um, like, sure. I mean, like he said that he likes uh, ketchup on his burger one time, and I don't like ketchup on my burger, but we were totally like cool after we talked about it. <laughs> so basically you said you can't put ketchup on your burgers anymore. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, I was just saying that as an exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> you diva roach diva roach <laughs> whereas um, people people that think like in high school where they think that their love is like Romeo and Juliet it's it's eternal and immortal all of this you know they haven't faced the real world yet they don't know the struggles of you know oh if we're together how are we going to pay for our apartment now how are we going to get our bills paid now? How are we going to get our car fixed now? All of these, you know, boring adult issues become real issues to a relationship once you get into it yeah. that really need to be talked about, like, at the beginning. Like, you should you should be weird and just talk about, like, oh, you know, what if we got married? What if, I mean, not, like, the first date. That's yeah. kind of creepy. But, like, in a serious relationship, it should be... After you've established that, you know, I, I really like this person, I maybe I love them, you should establish, you know, kind of more serious foundation to build upon rather than just leaving it to chance when that time comes and hoping for the best. And I think a good way of doing this is is doing it naturally, becoming friends with a person. And like you said from previous episode, 
you are you married your best friend. I did. And I so did. You did. You mm-hmm. married your best friend. But we've known each other like <laughs> I have a confession, Tim. Uh we've known each other for over ten years already before we even got together. We knew each other in middle school. We went to the same middle school in Greencastle. And <laughs> I was dating someone else at the time, kind of. Oh. Know. Oh. And she had this huge crush on me, which, you know, now is super sweet and adorable. And I was totally oblivious to it at the time. <laughs> but she's such a sweet person for, you know, still giving me that <laughs> chance after knowing me and after seeing what a little douche canoe I am. <laughs> That that she still loves me, and I think You're that's a, that's true love. That's <laughs> true love. A true love is if you can make a relationship work with a douche canoe who's going up Schmidt's <laughs> Creek without Schmitt's a paddle. Creek. <laughs> that's right. But but yeah, if if you're friends with a person, you should get to know that. If you're thinking about a relationship, you need to know all these things before you get into that relationship, and you need to analyze. Is this something that I can live with? Is this something that we can make work? If the difference is too much and if neither of you think that you can make this work, you shouldn't be getting into the relationship in the first place. Um, Because there's a level of compromise. If if you're new to a relationship and you think nothing about you is going to change, you are in for a rude awakening because you're not going to be the same person from the beginning of the relationship to – Five years down the road, if it lasts that long, you're going to be a completely different person. But it's good because you're going to grow together. You're going to be more mature at the end, hopefully. And both the third person in your relationship, the relationship, is going to be its own identity. And it's going to become you. And it's going to be a more refined version of both of you. Keep going. That was awesome. Yeah. I just want to listen to that for 45 <laughs> minutes. Stop the podcast. Stop it. I'll just stop, stop talking. It. I'll just listen to that. Nah. That was go. cool. Finish. Okay. Um, here's a little Here's a little note from our, our sponsor this week, Ben. <laughs> ben. ben. Ben Short. Uh, special thanks to Ben Short. <laughs> special thanks to Ben Short. We asked him uh, his, his two cents on it. He gave us a nickel. Uh, <laughs> he gave us a nickel? <laughs> in fact... Uh, is it's so funny. he gave us two whole thoughts and he, then half a thought. His <laughs> <laughs> his two cents was as follows: uh, Love is a two sided coin, uh, and one half is the mushy gushy emotion, and the other half is the servant's heart, and it that's just going to show you uh, the different dimensions of love. Um. Love is not give and take. The most successful relationships are give and give, where both parties are giving. A more accurate definition would be give and receive. Love is selfless. It is a respect for another human. Uh, Many couples in long-standing marriages say they are married to their best friend, and there is a good reason for that, because they are married to their best friend. Your job is not to find the perfect person, because that person doesn't exist. What does exist, though, is a healthy relationship. Because Mr. Wright, he's always going to have problems. Mrs. Wright, she's always going to have problems. They're going to be unique to them. And there's just so much confusion 
um, on this subject that there's a lot of people that don't actually believe that love exists. And it's not that love doesn't exist. It's that this version of love where you're constantly on an emotional high, that doesn't exist. And there's my there's my take on it. I like that. I, I think that that definitely needs to be brought up, that there is no Mr. Mrs. Perfect. Everyone's going to have their problems. If you think, you know, you know what your problems are personally, and if you expect someone else not to have problems equal or greater than yours, then... You're crazy. You're you're in Disney. <laughs> you're in Disney. <laughs> you're in Disneyland. You're in Disneyland. Disney World. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got problems. This is part of why we made this show. We've got problems. Uh, yeah. We know that other people have problems. Mm-hmm. And this is what we want to do. We want to talk about them. We want to talk about things like love, relationships. Jealousy. Jealousy. Betrayal. Pace, frustration. Lie. Coming next summer. (laughs) Coming next summer. Betrayal. (laughs) Jealousy. Lust. (laughs) Love. (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) It's definitely important to know that everyone's going to have their problems. You got to work through them. And you got to compromise. There's lots of compromise. It makes me think of Cat Williams. I never thought I would quote Cat Williams so early on. (laughs) I think it was him. I don't want to be wrong, but I'm probably going to be wrong. If, if about, you admit you're wrong, though, it's okay. I admit it's that okay. I might be wrong. You're wrong, yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. So there was, this, there was a skit he was doing where he was like, okay, so you're with a guy, and then you're going to dump him for like he's, – he's got like 98% of what you want, and then you're going to dump him for that 2% <laughs> because you saw he's got that one thing wrong with him. I don't know how relevant that that was, but it just flashed through my head. That is the basis for so many TV shows, like How I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld even. Like, there's always, always like, a one thing wrong with the person. Yeah. There's always one. And then they move on. And then then Ted Mosby goes to a different girl. He tries to find find that perfect someone. Oh, Ted. And it was Robin all along. (sighs) It was Robin all along. We've been talking so much about love, about the, the social aspect of love, how we perceive love. I wanted to take a second to talk about, since we are students of science and nursing, I would like to talk about the science of love, if you will entertain me, Tim. Will you entertain me, an audience? <laughs> <laughs> I will entertain the audience. Ah. Uh, so I, I found an interesting t- statistic, interesting statistic, that uh, it's not what you say, it's what you do. So you could you could you could find this this neat chick at a bar, at a park, at a coffee shop, wh- whatever you do. I don't care. Um, you go, and the first thing that they're gonna notice about you is not your stupid cheesy pickup line. It's not gonna be your axe body spray. It's going to be your body language. So psychologists have shown that it takes about 90 seconds to four minutes to decide if someone is attracted to you. And 55% of that decision is made through body language. You believe that? I mean... I believe it now. I believe it now. Just because the interwebs told me. 38% is the tone and speed of your voice. 
do you mean if I talk? Yes, that's what slow. I mean. That no one's gonna like you. <laughs> <laughs> As is the case. Are you going to fancy me? With my tone and speed of voice? Oh, my jolly good chap, of course, of course. My and only 7% of what you actually say matters. So you could be totally, you could bomb the whole pickup line. Just so if you look confident and you talk okay, it doesn't matter what comes out of your face. Someone's going to be attracted to you, most likely. There's a 7% chance that they won't. <laughs> So if I look really, really cool, man. If I, if I, if I control, if you my, control your my body, your language, psychotic tics, my psychotic tics, voices. my body language. <laughs> if I go up to a woman and say, "I'm gonna kidnap your family tonight," no, because your voice is all wrong. Okay, I'm gonna kidnap your family tonight. Now it's even creepier. Okay, I am you gotta going to just be chill with it, Tim. Yo. I'm gonna kidnap your family tonight, and I, I want to take and I want to take you out to dinner. I mean, that's better. I would I would at least think about it. <laughs> Are you thinking about it? I'm asking you. No, I um, wouldn't actually. I'm married. Okay. <laughs> You're picking up on the wrong chick, Tim. All right, fine. All right. I understand. And uh, a little bit of what we're talking about here involves that there. Did you know that there are stages of love, Tim? Stages of love. Stages of love. Well, I know the honeymoon stage. That, huh? that 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 huh? would probably be the first stage. Huh? Yeah. The scientific or the psychological first stage is lust. So that's when, you know, you see see that girl and or guy. I don't want to be exclusive. <laughs> that person of a gender. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Gotta be PC. It's driven by the sex hormones, testosterone, and oestrogen. So you've got your brain flooded with hormones. And that leads to attraction. So those hormones flood your brain, and they make you think of little else, Tim. Do you know what else you feel? What do you feel? The three main neurotransmitters involved in the attraction stage are adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin, Tim. That's a lot of drugs. Do you know what that does? That hypes you up like cocaine, Tim. Ooh. Yeah, because you're so stressed out, it's like your flight or fight, fight or flight response. <laughs> you can say it again. It's your fight or flight response acting to a stressful situation. So your blood pressure increases, your pupils dilate, you're you're ready to like, ah, ah, <laughs> what do I do? Ah. <laughs> And then the dopamine comes in, and it, it just makes you feel like you're love-struck. It makes you feel like you've discovered high levels of dopamine. Um, so dopamine stimulates desire and reward by triggering an intense rush of pleasure. And that's where the cocaine feeling comes in. So according to the study, couples, quote, air quote, and unquote. <laughs> Couples often show the signs of surging dopamine, which are increased energy, less need for sleep or food, focused attention, and exquisite delight in smallest details of this novel relationship. So it's basically like taking Adderall, and then you love all their little quirkiness things that they do. Tim, what's one thing that you love about Nicole that's quirky? There's a lot of 
neat little things that she does that are they're they're cute and she doesn't even realize that she does them. Like what? And I'll like point them out and she'll <laughs> not not pointing them out out of like meanness or or trying to call her out, but just to note them. Uh, one of the things that she does is she makes this. <laughs> um, she makes this really. <laughs> what? If I don't know if you know this. I don't know this. If you tickle Nicole. <laughs> I definitely don't know this. <laughs> she makes this kind of like. Oh! <laughs> 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 Noise. Um, and then she then she crumples up into a little ball. I guess that's pretty. Normal. Just, I guess that's pretty normal. She's like a little pill little bug. <laughs> So to continue what I was saying, the adrenaline, the dopamine, the serotonin, if you're still listening, because this might be boring, but I think it's cool, so like it. (laughs) Trying to drop some real science here. These all lead, serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline, all lead to this feeling of, of love blindness, which in which they idealize their partner, they magnify their virtues. They minimize their faults, and they they also have this this strange reaction happen that's that gives them the feeling that their relationship is far superior than any other relationship, and that's actually because of the neurotransmitters going through your brain. It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Your your relationship is just as okay as everyone else's. <laughs> Even though you're happy, which is great. It's good to be happy. It's not good to rub your happiness off in other people's faces. But I'm just, I love, I love, I love him so much. I, there's nothing, there's, he couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah, we, well, you our know relationship, what? You our, know what? We just broke up, okay? So are you going to rub that in my, my face, my Tim? My relationship is perfect. Are you going to do that? Guys, okay. What are you no, going to do right now? Let me give you some advice. No, I don't want to hear what you, you have advice. to say. Let you me, don't know what you're saying. Let me, give you some, <laughs> let, me, let me just give you some things. So, Tim, <laughs> what ties it all together? What leads to the attachment of love that just holds on to you for years and decades and eons and generations? What makes love timeless? Do you have a guess? Oxytocin. <gasps> That's one of them. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> That's one of them. Oxytocin? Oxytocin. Yay. You know what the other one is? Starts with a V. Nope, don't know it. Vasopressin. Vasopressin. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say vasodilate. <laughs> no. But vasopressin is the exact opposite. Vasopressin. So oxytocin is also known as the cuddle hormone. You know why? Why? Because... <laughs> Why? You're so intrigued. So falsely intrigued. <laughs> Why? 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 My I'm, man. <laughs> I'm I am really interested in Yes. What, I am really interested in what you're saying right now. Yes. Please explain. Please go into further depth. <laughs> Oxytocin is a powerful hormone released by men and women during the big O. F. O. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a turtle. Oh. Oh. It deepens the feelings of attachment and makes couples feel much closer to one another after they've had nookie. So oxytocin also seems to help cement the strong bond between mom and baby during childbirth. 
and is also responsible for a mom's breast automatically releasing milk at the mere sight or sound of her young baby. Now, there was a study done by Diane Witt, assistant professor of psychology from New York, who showed that if you block the natural release of oxytocin in sheep and rats, they reject their own young. What? So oxytocin is what bonds you. It bonds you to your mate. It bonds you to your baby. And if, if you don't have it, then you, you could care less. <laughs> on, a, on a chemical level, I don't care about you as much as I care about Marley. That could never change. <laughs> on a chemical level, in my brain, Tim, no matter how much I love you. <laughs> so stop asking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I haven't asked that much. And there's also vasopressin. Back to vasopressin. It's another important hormone in long-term commitment, and it is also released after sex. <laughs> vasopressin, also called antidiuretic hormone, works with your kidneys to control thirst. Its potential role in long-term relationships was discovered when scientists looked at the prairie vole. Have you ever seen a prairie vole? I have never seen a prairie vole. I have never seen a prairie vole you know, either. You know what I bet, though? What? They thirsty. I bet they thirsty all the time, Tim. But don't worry. We got this. We got this. When I think of a prairie vole, I think of some, like, groundhog-looking thing. Does that sound right? That sounds exactly right. What is, that... what is a prairie vole? <laughs> it doesn't go look like. into what a prairie vole looks like, but we'll probably post a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find one and post it. A prairie vole indulges in far more sex than is strictly necessary for the purpose of reproduction, Tim. They also, like humans, form fairly stable pair bonds. Now, when male prairie voles were given a drug that suppresses the effect of vasopressin, the bond with their partner deteriorated immediately as they lost their devotion and failed to protect their partner from new suitors. So he was just like, whatever, go do your thing. Go do it. I don't care. So, actually, at the end of this article, it poses a, a challenge. Do you want to? Do you want to pose the challenge to the world? Sure. So, this article tells you how to fall in love. Do you want to know how to fall in love, Tim? On a chemical level. On a strictly chemical. <laughs> on a strictly chemical level. So, okay, this, let me guess. All right, so you get a mishmash of oxytocin, you get some vasopressin, you get some endorphins, more endorphins, you get some testosterone, maybe a little bit of estrogen. All right, you put that in an IV bag, you start an IV on yourself, open rate, just let it drip, just let it pour into your veins. I'm pretty sure that might kill you. I, I I'm not an expert. Okay, who's on, the, who's who's the on hormones? But let me just tell you. One, find a complete stranger. <laughs> Two, reveal to each other intimate details about your lives for half an hour. That's thirty minutes of just talking about your deepest seated personalities. I have four hemorrhoids. <laughs> Just drop that on Not that deep. Just on a a little more shallow. Just walk around, <laughs> just walk around to, on campus. Be, I have four hemorrhoids. I have four hemorrhoids. I have four hemorrhoids. I have five hemorrhoids. <laughs> I can't wait to edit that out. <laughs> All 
I really can't. <laughs> Three. <laughs> then stare deeply into each other's eyes without take without talking for four minutes. <laughs> Didn't do it. See, we can't bond. Okay. <laughs> can't happen, Tim. If you can't look me in the eyes with silence for four minutes, how is this ever going to work? I have four hair points. Yes, you do, Tim. Yes, oh, you gosh. do. <laughs> I, 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 I got to get those checked out. <laughs> Does it hurt sitting there? I would think that that hurts just all the time. It's so it's extremely painful. It's extremely (laughs) painful right now. I don't even. I just not talk about this anymore. So Tim, what have we talked about today? We've talked about love. We've talked about its misconceptions. We've talked about the science of love. If you stuck around for that, (laughs) (laughs) if you didn't, we don't miss you. <laughs> I miss you. I feel like we've we formed a bond with the audience right now. Mm. <laughs> for for all the people listening, the the twenty thousand people listening. Ah, oh, twenty thousand. <laughs> Yo, this goes out to my day ones. This goes out to my day ones. Yo, you had the you had the nineteen thousand. Yeah, I I respect you. I like how you listen to the podcast, but my day ones. Yo, yo, I got you, and you got me, and we got a bond, man. <laughs> Shit, man, that's strong. That's like chains. That's like two chains, man. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> well, you can tell the audience where they can reach us if they have any of the struggles themselves thoughts if you've made it the world (laughs) (laughs) if you've made it this far (laughs) you can email us at strugglepod at gmail.com or you can tweet at us at strugglecast yep so keep that in mind stay classy stay sassy Keep on doing the things, whatever the th- things are. Keep on keeping on. Have unless we... it's joining ISIS, then stop that. <sighs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Ever. That's D- the one please. thing I can advise you not to do. And I hope everybody has a, a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Whoa. Whoa. We didn't even mention that. Coming up. You know what I'm thankful for, Garrett? What are you thankful for, I'm thankful Tim? for you, Garrett. Aw. I'm thankful for... You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm thankful for you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, I guess. You're welcome. <laughs> Tell us what you're thankful for, if nothing else. Send us some good vibes. As always.